Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Henry Wang, business partner to Kistler. Henry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Roy. It's my great pleasure. So Kistler is a really cool campaign that just finished up on Kickstarter, uh, claiming to be the warmest jacket that uses aerospace technology. So you guys did some cool things on the campaign, a six-figure raise, hundreds of backers. Tell me about where all this began, Henry. What what inspired you to work with this company and to create Kistler? Yeah, so it actually all began uh, from the time I actually had a chance to meet with uh, Jie Yan, uh, which is a founder and the CEO of the company. Jie, like, so he is actually a product guy. So he has been doing all this e-commerce of apparel for, for years in China already. He is just a curious about uh, the market outside of China, uh, sort of internationally. And he also had this great product developed, which is a Kistler uh, Aerogel uh, jacket. He started the project about two, three years ago, really focusing on the fabric technology, how to really apply Aerogel to daily dress. Because traditionally, Aerogel, uh, although it's a, it's a great material for warming, but nobody has really made it really easy for uh, our, our daily wearing. But it's largely used uh, in spacesuit like NASA or in China, back in China, some of the like, really high-end technology, but not, not for, uh, for us to really wear uh, in a daily kind of use cases. So he had this idea, and he also think this is a great product to introduce not only to the China market, but also that speaks to the overall market worldwide. Especially there is a great culture in the U.S. Everybody likes to do uh, activities outdoor, not only in good days, but also in the wintertime. That's where the idea comes from. So I got uh, immediately excited about it. And since he needs a strong partnership in the U.S. who can uh, speak the language, know about the market, and also has a, a sort of the gateway to have a, a great buyer or backer user community with this product. So I think that's when I think the two kind of profiles, uh, myself and all the company, click. And that's where we started. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of those prep work initiatives that you guys took on in terms of running the crowdfunding campaign and leading up to the crowdfunding campaign. Our audience usually loves to know what sort of marketing endeavors or efforts that you guys did to lead to such a successful campaign while hitting your campaign goals within just three days. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'll actually summarize in three quick points. So the first thing we did 
uh, it was definitely uh, absolutely uh, take a closer look at the product. So at the beginning of the campaign, um, internally for ourselves, which was probably back in um, summertime last year, we got some of the sample products from China team, and we sort of verified the quality and also the features are uh, consistent uh, with uh, what we uh, what we thought because this is also a newly uh, formed partnership with the China team. So we want to make sure that we deliver the right product with the right feature to the right market. The second thing we did internally was really to find the right customer base for this product. So we did the traditional like marketing 4P, try to uh, picture a customer profile for this jacket. So most likely we think this will be an immediate attraction for people who really like outdoor activities like in, in the wintertime or they live in a very cold environment. So the, that is the use case we want to capture with our uh, next action. So the third one, uh, I will keep re- it really short because we were lucky. The third, third part is really to, to find the right partnership to run uh, this in the right format. So I, I said we're lucky because we found Eventus and, and everything just gets so easy uh, from there. Yeah, we were obviously really stoked to be working with you guys on the campaign. What were some of those considerations that you looked at when choosing the right agency to partner with? Yeah, that's definitely something I, I like to share. So first of all, uh, we had no experience in, in let, let's say, the, the crowdfunding kind of market. Uh, so obviously, we referenced some of the previous successful campaigns, as well as some of the campaigns with products similar to us, maybe in the category, the apparel category. And then that actually led us to the names uh, of Inventis, but also uh, with, with uh, I would say, several of the other agencies as well. First of all, we, look, we took a look uh, into the profile. We think Inventis, obviously, it's one of the best reputable agencies in, in the industry. And also, you guys did a lot of uh, uh, successful apparel campaigns and also uh, you also had this model of an incubator so I think before I talk to you guys it sounds to me uh, you guys have a long-term kind of point of view in this ecosystem you not only want to just uh, do this transactionally but also you look at each campaign each founder of the, those companies uh, as a business partner uh, you want to provide good av- advisory as well along along the road. And, and then I think that the first of couple of calls with you guys sort of verified my thoughts. I would say I actually got a lot of free advices already before we even signed the contract. So I really appreciate all those. I think that also makes our decision process uh, easy and leaning towards uh, you guys. And then the rest are really just fine-tuned on the things, sort of the scope of the work, and also the details financially. Excellent. Well, I always love hearing that. Let's talk a little bit about your campaign video, because I really found that intriguing. What was that process like? How did you guys decide what to include in your video? And I know everyone wants to know, did anybody eat the frozen pork? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say our campaign is uh, probably slightly different than uh, some of the other campaigns that originally uh, started in the US. So this campaign, this product, you know, it was developed in China starting two years ago. So um, about middle of last year, we got um, the final products ready. So those videos were actually made uh, along the way, uh, when we do and uh, when we did the R and D, um, but obviously that that video 
uh, it was initially designed uh, and pro- produced for the Chinese market. So we actually didn't consider at all sort of the appetite uh, of the on the Kickstarter, uh, let, or let's say the, the US and the European market. Uh, second is that we didn't actually have any English uh, subtitles or even the voiceover attached to the video. So it was work sort of built upon that original video. So first of all, we uh, sort of tweaked some of the contents that can speak to the, the market here in the US and Europe. And as I, as I introduced previously, we wanted to uh, focus on the outdoorsy here in the market. So we also uh, adjusted the contents according to that. And the third work, which uh, I was really proud of, uh, Lisa. So, so she actually made the English voiceover through uh, one of his, uh, one of her friend, and then also uh, wrote the whole uh, transcript herself, and then made it in a timely fashion. So, you guys had some really good stretch goals for your backers that a lot of the backers unlocked. Tell me a little bit about the process there in terms of deciding what offers to include. Yeah, so uh, I would say so. Aerogel, first of all, it was a great uh, material that can actually apply to a lot of uh, not only apparels but also accessories. But we we got also inspired from some of the other campaigns and products that, first of all, we want to introduce uh, as many products uh, as long as they're ready uh, to uh, our backers. And second of all, I think those uh, stretch goals would be a great proof of our capability in terms of R&D and production. And also it's a great way to keep the volume, keep different people with different appetite to the products interested uh, and also keep the um, sort of the flow going on. So that's, that's how we uh, plan around all the stretch goals. So what was the biggest surprise for you during the Kickstarter campaign? I would say uh, the, the, the one single impressive thing, all you put in, in the way of a surprising thing, uh, is actually the feedback uh, of the community. So we know that, uh, I mean, obviously we, we tested, we verified our products ourselves, but we have no clue uh, how this will be accepted in, in the uh, really the crowdfunding uh, community as well as the broader consumer that we want to sort of get because we don't uh, i mean the, the the team of kissler used to have a lot of experience only in china market but never tested it in the uh, international market but we got a lot of great feedbacks to the products i mean you, you could tell from the number uh, we crowdfunded but also i would say those feedbacks those comments uh, in, in in the platform kickstarter would be hugely helpful for us to keep uh, doing our development as well as our marketing and operations in, uh, in the international market. So running a crowdfunding campaign over the holidays is always a tricky thing, especially here in the States. But you guys had great momentum even during in between Christmas and New Year's. What did you guys do to ensure that things wouldn't slow down too much during that time? And what tips or advice would you give to someone else running a Kickstarter campaign for an outdoor product? This was a great point. We actually had a lot of debate when to launch, whether we should wait until the end of the holiday to launch, uh, or even, I mean, at the really uh, beginning, maybe I was just naive. I thought during the holiday season, uh, the flow, the volume would actually be great because everybody was 
supposed to look for shopping, uh, myself included, during the holiday season. But it was actually a little bit different, I would say, from what I thought. But you're right. I mean, I had the feeling that during the holiday season, especially on the crowdfunding platform, the the volume will be slowed down. But maybe as a good advice uh, for some of the other campaigns that maybe look for uh, launching during the holiday season, first of all, I think you need to think carefully about uh, how many days that you actually extend uh, after the campaign. I mean, don't get depressed about maybe the slowdown during the holiday, you actually would largely possible to to recapture those flow because we've seen extremely good performance the week and the second week uh, right after the holidays. And second of all, uh, I think just keep doing what you uh, do on social media um, and probably you also need to smartly sort of allocate your uh, ads budget during that period. So, so keep the traction going definitely on Facebook or some of the other platform, but maybe budget it a little bit lower and then really sort of hit the market hard uh, right after the holiday. So that was my experience. Yeah, solid advice there, Henry. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you ready to go? Yes, let's get it started. All right, Henry. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Well, that's a good question because I'm still sort of in a thinking mode, I wouldn't really consider myself uh, as a kind of mature or or ready-to-go entrepreneur uh, just for launching uh, this campaign. So as I introduced, so I'm sort of partnering with Kistler China to launch this project uh, in in the U.S. Of course, we have a lot of thoughts about how to carry on in the market uh, we have different options that we need to discuss about. But I would say before that, I had no uh, entrepreneurship experience per se. But f- first of all, I, w- I was really thankful to find partners like uh, Lisa, but also partners like Inventus. So so I think to be a successful entrepreneur, um, the first thing you, you have to have uh, is to have the right partners uh, along the way. Um, not only the people who can work for you or work with you, but also the people who can really give you the ideas uh, about how uh, what, what directions you should go. And second of all, I think it's it's a great. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a very exciting period of time. Uh, not only seeing the performance of all the hard work people people put into this campaign, um, but also. Uh, Kind of the feeling, um, I'm not sure if you get this uh, or not, is kind of feeling of uh, sitting on the driving seat to see this through. Uh, I think that's, that's probably the satisfaction uh, that you, you should only seek as an entrepreneur rather than uh, the financial return. So th- those are the takeaway for me uh, in terms of entrepreneur in this campaign. So if you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I would still like to uh, meet Jack Ma, who is a, a Alibaba founder. I mean, he is one of the most successful entrepreneurs in China, and he is sort of a veteran in the e-commerce uh, market. I think today, uh, one of the good learning from this crowdfunding campaign, as well as uh, you've seen a lot of successful DTC uh, brands coming up in the U.S. and also in the rest of the world, it's a, it's a concrete proof that e-commerce will take over probably 
90% or 95% of people's shopping experience or daily life going forward. So uh, I think there is a great, there are tons to learn uh, in this space. And I would really uh, be excited to have a chance to, uh, to talk to people like him, just to get a sense from uh, their perspective, how to best compete in this trend. What's your favorite travel spot? All right, so so there's one place I really want to go, which is uh, Iceland. So I think Iceland is always an amazing location with a combination of both like snow mountains, but also the hot springs. So so that is something I want to discover. Uh, that's some that's some uh, really spectacular geographic uh, features or scenic features. You don't usually have that in the rest of the world. What business book would you recommend to our audience? Business book. Uh, I would say I would take the one of the probably special example, which is one. I think there is one book which is about negotiation. I can't remember the name exactly. I think it's probably the the way to talk to win or something like that. So I think it's it's one of the old and traditional negotiation book. The Dale Carnegie: How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes, but also it also teaches you uh, the tactics and also the mindset uh, when you go into uh, any de- negotiation. I mean, with that kind of uh, kind of healthy mindset, everything can be negotiated. Uh, most of the time, I think that when you go to a negotiation or even any conversation, uh, you should think about forming a, a sort of win-win partnership with the other side uh, rather than this very hostile kind of mindset. So, so with that, I think uh, you can practice in your daily life when you buy a car, when you buy a house, um, but also you can use the tactics for more like business uh, conversations. Absolutely. All right. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I would say crowdfunding is actually a great, great starting point for a couple of reasons and maybe for a different uh, a couple of use cases. First of all, if you really have a great idea um, kind of verified in a small group but you want to also get the funding uh, but also get the feedbacks and get the verification from the market crowdfunding is a great way to start and, and also just going forward also uh, we're considering this for our product and our uh, company is that again it's it's a the fantastic gateway um, for you to expand and take your product forward for anything you would like to do uh, in the future. For example, um, one of the options for our product uh, is probably to um, develop a B2B uh, kind of relationship that we can license our technology and material to some of the larger branding uh, apparel companies. So, I mean, crowdfunding, uh, our performance in this campaign uh, is a great market verification. We also sort of have some idea of what kind of customer profile would really like our products, what kind of marketing channel we should follow up. So all this uh, already provide a, a very solid foundation to our next move as long as we can, uh, we can take a good analysis of all the data. Yes, yeah, so I, I, sh- I think I should uh, emphasize the data because crowdfunding campaign today is all run digitally. So that, that provides you uh, just 
the, the whole data, whether that's the trend of your campaign, um, different channel, uh, where the backer come from, and also along with people's feedbacks and comments on the platform, I think you have a, already have a, a very good idea uh, of who you're talking to, who you should uh, market, market to, and also how to fine-tune your product in the, in the next stage. Absolutely. Well, Henry, this has been awesome. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch. Tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check out Kistler Aero Gel Jackets. Yeah, of course. I mean, just just as as a from a consumer perspective, I myself uh, is definitely impressed about uh, the Kistler products, the material, and how we actually apply the, the traditionally difficult uh, aerogel um, material into. Uh, this jacket it keeps you warm it's the warmest uh, if you consider it's also light and thin uh, it will help you um, be mobile be act- active uh, in all seasons anywhere you go in the world uh, and then stay tuned we have uh, um, a bigger plans this year and next year uh, we'll see you uh, somewhere uh, on a platform or we, our, our product will speak to you uh, directly Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the product and everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backerkit. And if you love this episode as much as I do, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Henry, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you, Roy. And I would also thank the whole team of Inventus. I I think this is a great partnership so far, and uh, I definitely look for more. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.